Hello, I'm Willie George, and I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And if you haven't already done it, uh, be sure to subscribe to our email devotional that comes every day right along with this podcast. We post this on YouTube and other uh, platforms, but uh, we also email you a written devotion with the substance of what we're teaching here. And then be sure to share this, like us, and if you would, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It'll really help me get this word out. What is faith? Well, we go back to our text scripture for all of this, and uh, we'll start with Hebrews 11.1, 1, New King James Version. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, this is a classic illustration of Hebrew teaching. And you see it all through uh, the, the Psalms, for instance, like Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Well, secret place and shadow are similar, but they're not exactly alike. And so these two statements are similar. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Those are similar statements. They're not exactly alike. And there's a reason that uh, the Hebrew is given like this. It gives us a 3D look at a truth. Now, when I was a kid, we didn't have video games, and, and, and we couldn't watch TV all day long because the cartoons and other things that I was interested in watching didn't come on all day. Uh, so one of the things I used to, to entertain myself was that little gadget called a Viewmaster. Now, uh, younger people don't know what that is, but it was a little device. looks almost like a pair of binoculars that you look into, and you put a little round disc in it, and that little disc has not one but two images of each scene. And those images are taken from slightly different angles so that when you look at those images... They give you the, the, the image that looks 3D. You would swear you're looking into a 3D picture. And you press the little lever and it goes to the next one. And these things look like they're just right in front of your Viewmaster, that you can reach out and touch them. And that's really what the Hebrew is designed to do. It is designed to give you a better understanding, another look at something from a little different angle. And that's the beauty of the Word of God and how God communicates. Now, this verse, Hebrews 11, 1, distinguishes faith from hope. They are not the same. They're totally and, and completely different. They, they are similar in some respects, and I can understand why some people would get them confused. Uh, and they're both very important. You can't do away with one. Just because faith uh, brings things to a completion doesn't mean that hope uh, is not a part of the process. Hope is what initiates everything. It starts everything out. Uh, so they do different things. Hope is a positive expectation. Now look at Proverbs 13, 12, New King James Version. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. In other words, when you've counted on something happening and, it, and you look forward to it over and over again and it doesn't happen, it makes your heart sick. It crushes your spirit. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Now, once again, you see that same Hebraic device here where hope and desire, which are not exactly alike, but they're similar 
a hope is something that you desire. So when you see these two together, it's designed to give you a better understanding of what hope is. It is the longing for something. And when you long for anything, you picture it. You, you see it. The guy who is separated from his girl and he goes off and maybe he's going into the military or he's going on a long trip. He wants to take a picture of her. He wants to look at her and he wants to remind himself of her beauty. And so he takes this with him. And it's because he has a desire to be with her. So hope is this picture that's very important. You see Jesus using this in his teaching on faith in Mark's gospel, chapter 11 and verse 24. Listen to this. This is King James Version. What things soever you desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, neither hope nor faith are used in this particular verse here, but their counterparts are. What things soever you hope for would be another way of saying this. When you pray and I, I have faith that you receive them, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, the, the, the reason we use that is because believe is a verb and, and, and faith is a noun. And so when you're using those two, and they're, and they're very, very similar, but one's a noun, one's a verb. So hope is this earnest expectation of a desirable thing, something that you want. And it's not something that you have in hand. It's not here. It's not something you can see. Uh, you don't have any natural, physical evidence of it. That's why you hope for it. You hope for things that you cannot see. You hope for things that are not in this material world at this particular moment. Now, we can learn a little bit about this by looking at hope's opposite. It is a negative force, and it's, it's a force that Satan uses. God uses hope. Satan, on the other hand, uses worry, which is the opposite of hope. And worry is a, a negative imagination of something that you don't want. It's not a desire. It's a thing that you don't desire, but you think about it and you worry about it. And, and so you're seeing it over and over again in your mind. That is worry. And it's very similar to hope. It's just negative. Now, here's what's interesting about both worry and hope. Neither of them are in manifestation. When you worry about something, it's not because the thing has happened. It's because you're seeing it for it, its worst. You're seeing a, 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 an extension of what the negative is right now. It's going to get worse. You, you, you're going to see something that you're not even seeing now. And, and that's what worry is all about. Well, hope works in just the opposite. Hope is this positive expectation, this visualizing. And, you know, I know that there are people out there who teach visualization apart from the principles of the Word of God. But let me tell you this. Every false teaching and every false doctrine has a little bit of the truth to it. You know, Jesus sent his apostles out two by two. And it's no wonder today that certain cultish groups send out their representatives two by two to help spread their message. Now, that doesn't mean that anybody who sends two people out to do a particular mission, that doesn't mean that they're an occultic group. It just means that, that the enemy recognizes the way that certain things work and he uses those in the negative to accomplish his purpose. So 
Hope and worry have some similarities. They're just opposite forces. All right, faith works with hope. Now, these two are not disconnected. They have to work together. They were meant to work together. In fact, you cannot really see the fullness of hope until faith completes it. Faith comes after hope to complete the hope, to bring the hope into reality. That's the whole purpose of faith. And a lot of people think they have faith when in fact all they have is hope because they're very positive in their imaginations. They're very positive in their outlook. They're careful not to say negative things. They've learned that lesson that you can bring yourself down needlessly by speaking negatively all the time. And so I salute you for being a hopeful person. But hope by itself is not the completion of this process. Faith and hope were meant to work together. And faith is given to bring about what it is that we hope for. What is faith? The New English Bible asks this question, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith gives substance to our hopes. I'm going to word it a little different way. Faith brings manifestation to our hopes. That's what giving substance to something is. You are manifesting it. You are pulling it out of the unseen realm and into the realm of now. Faith locks on to hope so we may secure it. Here's the Weymouth translation. And by the way, again, this is a very Hebrew way of communicating. That's why an old book that's out of print that I love to read is called uh, The Bible from, from 26 Translations. And you don't get 26 translations of every verse. You get the translations that are different enough to shed a little bit different light on the meaning of a verse. And sometimes I'll read a verse and I'm not quite sure what it means. But when I pull out 26 translations and I look at four or five different renderings, and you can do that on your iPhone. There's some, the, the Bible app has got a lot of those great renderings. So you can see a number of different takes on the same scripture, and it's designed to help you do the same thing that that view master does. You're looking at something from a couple of different angles, and you're able to get a 3D picture of it. Now, here's the Weymouth translation. Now, faith is a confident assurance of that for which we hope. What is assurance? Assurance means that I have prayed, do not yet see it, but I know. I have it. I've got it right here. I have that right now. And I, it's not in my hand, but doesn't matter. I have it. And I know that I have it. It is mine. And that is one of the definitions of faith. Hope comes even before that. Hope means I would like to have it. I would like to have it a whole lot. I really want it. But faith says I've prayed and I have it. I, I have it. I don't know when it shows up. I just know I have it. I have it by faith. All right. Beck says this. Faith is being sure of the things we hope for. Um, you, you know, when I hear people make the statement, we hope and pray, I, I, I really hate to hear that because it's an, incomplete, it's an incomplete process. Hope was never meant to bring an answer to prayer. It is meant to give you a target to shoot at. 
Uh, but it, it would be like, um, you, you know, going to the range. When, when my kids were little, we had some BB guns, and, and uh, we loved to shoot at bullseye targets on boxes. And usually we'd do this outside, but every now and then we'd get trapped in the house for a week or two with snow and ice and couldn't go outside. And so I would get a big cardboard box and put a bullseye on it, and, and we would lay in our long, long hallway, and I would stuff that box full of blankets and pillows and all that, put two, three layers of cardboard behind the first layer, and we would shoot BBs at that little target. And uh, so, so anyway, we had a great time with that. My kids still remember that. Here's my point. My point is... You have a target. You have the box. You went to the trouble to stuff the box with pillows. You have the BB gun. You have the BBs in the BB gun, but you never pull the trigger. Now, that's the way a lot of people are. They have a target, but they're not actually pulling the trigger. You won't hit the target till you pull the trigger. It's the pulling of the trigger that allows you to hit the target. Faith pulls the trigger. Hope sets up a target that you're aiming at. And if this helps you, I, I hope you'll wrap your mind around it and stop on it and stew on it for a while till it really sinks down into your spirit. Hope gives you a target. Faith pulls the trigger toward the target. Now, with hope alone, we are not sure of the things we hope for. All answered prayer, therefore, begins with a great hope. When people lose hope, they fall into despair, and their spirits are crushed when they have no hopes. Listen to Proverbs 18, 14, New King James. The spirit of man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? You, you know what this is talking about? This is talking about hope. This is not talking uh, about faith alone. It's talking about hope. When people get sick and lose all hope and have no hope and they've given up hope, uh, they have no more fight. The fight, the will to live. Do you know there are a lot of people who recover from sickness who don't have faith? They have great hope. And hope is such a powerful force that it gives people the power to recover. Uh, the Bible says the spirit of man will sustain his infirmity because hope is part of the spirit. It comes out of your spirit. It's a gift of God into your spirit. And it is the fight. So Hope is a very powerful force. Now, I'm going to give you one last illustration, and I, I believe this is really going to help you. Hope is like an architect, and the job of the architect is to design a structure, a building, uh, an outdoor facility, a dam. Uh, the architects design all kinds of things. Well, let, let's talk about a house. So the architect designs the house, he not only gives us a picture of what the house is going to look like from the curb, but he goes inside the house and he shows you every wall, every stud, all of the wiring, where all the pipes go, where the air conditioner ductwork has to be placed. He has to plan all of that out. He lays out the whole thing. He specifies the finishes on the floors. Will this be a concrete floor that's painted? Will it be a hardwood floor? We're going to put down carpet. He lays out all of that stuff. And basically what he does is he gives the builder a target to shoot for. The builder has to show up on the job. When he shows up on the job, he's like the BB gun. 
boom, he pulls the trigger, and now all of a sudden the projectile is launched, there is something moving, there is something happening, we are now creating this that was imagined in the mind of the architect. The two of them are working together. Now when a builder does not have a distinct set of plans, he wastes a lot of time and energy and this is one of the things I learned way back there when we built our first building at Church on the Move years ago. Uh, my building coordinator said, it is important that we get a complete set of plans. And he said, I don't just mean a concept. I don't just mean a floor plan. I don't just mean the pretty picture of what the finished building is going to look like. I'm talking about every inch of PVC pipe, every inch of electrical wire, every air duct, where they're going to go, what kinds of light fixtures we're going to use. And, and, and here's why he said this. He said, when the drawings are not complete, the subcontractor looks at the plans and he has to prepare for contingencies. So in order to bid the project, he pads his bids by 20%. And he said, you never get a good price when your plans are not complete. So if you want to be able to give your builder a really accurate picture of the house or the building, what you want to build, he said, you have to have a complete set of plans. So this really taught me something about how the builder and the architect have to work together. And the same thing is true with hope and faith. Hope is the blueprint. Faith is the construction team. And the two of them work together. Well, all my time is gone for today, but don't miss tomorrow because we're going to come right back and hook on right here and keep going with this very important subject. Thank you very much.